Hi, everybody. Nice seeing all of y'all. I know, I know, I know. She really is the best. So, um, yeah, Susie, uh, Susie's a pretty special girl. She, um, she plays, uh, plays that instrument, auto harp, all over the place. And, uh, and uh, people tend to like her. I sure do. Um, and uh, we're, uh, when I'm finished, she's going to come back up here and sing another song or two. So uh, that'll be good. Um, but, uh, you know, that last song that Susie was singing... Um, you know, it, it talks about, you know, these struggles and these trials and, you know, sickness and, and toil and, and danger and all of that. And, you know, the Bible talks about that, right? Um, I mean, you think, uh, you think the people in the Bible weren't dealing with those sorts of things? Uh, I, I mean, they feared for their lives. Um, Peter, uh, Peter's a guy I always liked. And the reason why is Peter didn't always get it right. Uh, actually, he made some huge mistakes. Is if you know about Peter, um, you know that uh, he, he really loved Jesus. And he really did. And he said, Lord, I will never leave you. I mean, I will be there with you. You can count on me. I'm your guy. And Jesus said, you know, I'm not so sure about that, Peter. And he said, Lord, I'm never going never gonna to leave you. I'm going to be here all the time. And, uh, and what ended up happening? Um, Jesus, where is this? Um, it's in here. I know it's here. Hang on, I'm almost there. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. Uh, so, so Peter... Um, Peter goes over there and, uh, and he follows Jesus. He's the only one that we know of that followed Jesus when Jesus was headed to the cross. And so he follows Jesus and, uh, and he gets around this bonfire and he knows they've taken Jesus. They know he's right over there. They know he's in, in chains or whatever, you know, uh, in, in prison. And, uh, and this guy comes up to him and says, uh, hey, you're, you're one of them, aren't you? Aren't you a follower of Jesus? And he goes, no, me, no. And someone else goes later on, they say, you know, I, I know you're one of them. I, I, you know, I recognize your accent. You have the same accent. You're one of those guys from Nazareth, just like him. And he goes, listen, man, I told you, no, I don't even know the guy. How would I know him? And then, uh, and then later on, someone goes, I know it was you. I know it was you. I saw you with him. You were out walking around. I saw you with him. And Peter says, darn it all. And starts swearing and saying, I have no idea who this guy is. I want nothing to do with him. And just at that time, Jesus had told him, Bruce will crow before he denied me three times. And that's exactly what happened. So Peter was a hurting unit. He realized what he did. It says he went away. He was, he was very sad. And he was crying. And, and so, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was pretty tragic. And then, uh, and then one day he got to see Jesus again after Jesus rose from the cross. And, and he comes up to Jesus and basically says, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And, uh, and so uh, I've always liked, I've always liked Jesus, uh, uh, Peter. I thought he was a, a, a real good guy. I mean, he gets it wrong, but he still comes back and says, I'm sorry. 
and then tries to get it right. And what happens? He comes back and he says, hey, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I blew it. Forgive me. And what does Jesus say? Go away from me. No, he says, look, I see your heart. I know that you're sorry about what happened. I forgive you. Shoot, you know what? Not only do I forgive you, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make you, uh, I'm going to make you the beginning of my church. I'm going to build a church and you're going to be the guy that I'm going to build this on. And that's why he changed his name from Simon to Peter. Peter means rock. Sometimes we need to change our names, right? Sometimes we need a new identity. And he gave Peter a new identity and says, don't think of yourself as a failure, man. You're the rock. I'm going to build my church on you. And the first pope in the Catholic Church, that was the only church then. It wasn't called the Catholic Church. It was just called the church. And, uh, and, and that was Peter. So, so Christ, Christ took this guy who we would have said, dude, you're a loser, and he turns him into this superstar, right? We've all heard story after story, generation after generation of people that have similar stories. So I've always liked Peter. He's my boy. And, uh, and you know, uh, I've been thinking a lot about what Susie was saying about, even before she sang it tonight, I didn't even know you were going to sing that, sweetheart. But about anxiety and worries and troubles and all that. And sometimes people handle those in different ways. I mean, they really do, right? Some people kind of hide away. Other people, you know, turn to drugs or alcohol or whatever. Some people try to hide it and be tough. Other people hide it thinking, oh, if I'm just really good enough, then I won't, you know, I won't have these problems, these worries. If I just keep myself clean enough, if I just make myself good enough, if I just, you know, but they still hang on to these anxieties. And Peter talks about that. And in 1 Peter uh, chapter 5, verse 6. He says, um, he says, so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in, in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for the enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking to see who he, he can devour. Stand firm against him. Be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world are going through the same types of, of struggles and suffering that you are. In his kindness, God called you, called you, to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered for a while, he will restore and support and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. I mean, sometimes, you know, you can just read it and you don't even need a message, right? I, I mean, I, I loved this. It's interesting. He says at the beginning, he says, humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And, you know, in other words, it's like, you know, you meet those people and they think they're all that, right? And sometimes that's people who are rich, but not always. Sometimes it's people they think they're all that and they really aren't all that, but they think they're all that. I mean, sometimes it's the opposite, too, right? I mean, I have a dear friend. He's the richest person I know. I mean, he's crazy rich. And he's the most kind and humble and generous man. He's been down here serving here, serving dinner, maybe you folks sometimes. He's a great man. So it doesn't always go with the wealth thing, does it? Uh, I'm sure you know someone that you've probably met. And you think They always think they know. You're like, what's your deal, man? Or, or lady? 
And uh, um, uh, so anyway, um, but he tells us, humble ourselves. And, and then it says this line right here. This reminds me of what Susie's saying. Give all your worries and your cares to God because he cares for you. He cares for you. Let it go. He takes care of you. You know, the Bible tells us, you know, he takes care of the, the birds in the sky. But which one of those birds is over there going, I need to go get a job, man. I need to go get a job. You know, he takes care of them. And sometimes God takes care of us in interesting ways. Sometimes in ways that we, it may not be our preference, but he takes care of us, right? Look where you are right now. Anyone cold? It's comfortable, right? Anyone standing? No, everyone's sitting down on a chair, right? What about dinner? You gonna eat dinner tonight? Yep, we're all gonna eat dinner. Got a place to sleep if you want. You can stay here. They'll give you a place to sleep, right? So he takes care of us. We go, well, but I'd rather stay over at the fancy hotel. Well, yeah, so would I. He takes care of us. We got a place to sleep. We got food. But he then, Peter then goes on to tell us, stay alert. Watch out for the enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He's after you. Let's not kid ourselves. He's after me. Do you think he wants me up here doing this? There's no way. There's no way. He's coming after us. He wants to fight us. And, and so the thing is, what do we have as our defense? I'll tell you what we have. The Bible tells us. It's right here. It's the Word of God. It really is. I'll tell you something. If you're feeling, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're saying, I, I, I just need that power. I need something to help me fight against the devil. It's like, look, just hold the Bible. Right there in that little box right there, there's all these little New Testaments. When I first became a Christian, there it is. Thanks, brother. When I first became a Christian years ago, this man said to me, he gave me one of those little ones. It was green. Exactly the same one as green. I like the brown. The brown's kind of nice. And, and he gave it to me, and he said, just like you eat your food, read the Word of God every day. And there were days where, oh man, I was a mess. And sometimes I'd even go three, four, five days, seven days without reading the Bible. And I would sit there, I'd be partying all weekend long, and then while I was in college, and then Sunday night I'd get back and I'd get in the bed, and I'm like, ready to go to sleep. I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't read the Bible for a week. Isn't that amazing? But it isn't like God said, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You've been, uh, you've been doing this and this wrong, so uh, sorry, I'm not going to let you read the Bible tonight. Sorry, I'm not going to, you know, uh, accept your prayers tonight. What did I, what I just tell you about Peter, right? He screwed up bad. And Christ says, not only do I forgive you, he says, I'm going to make you the rock on which I'm going to build the church. And he was willing to do that for Peter, who did far worse than we did. Isn't he willing to forgive us? Isn't he willing to be there for us? He's so, that Bible, that is what you use to fight against the devil. I'll tell you what, I got a line for you. This is all you have to say. When you're feeling tempted, when you know that thing's going on, when you know Satan's attacking you, this is what you do. You say out loud. I don't care if anyone's around. Say it quietly. Pretend you're <coughs> coughing, you know, cover your mouth. I don't care. Doesn't matter. Just say, just say, Satan, I command you in the name of Jesus to leave me. Satan, get out of here. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's, it's a powerful weapon. And sometimes just saying it out loud is enough to wake yourself up. You know, and go, hey, I, 
all right, all right, I got Christ on my side. If you're like, what would, what, I don't even know what to say, I don't even know what to think, just go, hey, what would that guy have said? Just make up stuff that I would say, right? God will put it in your head. Just, just, just dwell on that a little bit. But then it goes on and it says, I love this. It says, stand firm against the devil and be strong in your faith. The being strong in your faith part is just believing what I've said. Just take that to heart. Like, sink it in there. Drive that stake in the ground and go, I believe that. And then the other part, though, he says is stand firm. You know, if someone's trying to scare you, what do they want you to do? They want you to back up, right? You know? They're coming at you and they're saying all this, this, and this. And they're trying to be all tough and everything. And they're hoping you're going to back up. And once you take that step backwards, you're moving backwards. They're winning, right? I'm not talking about hitting somebody. You know what I mean. And, uh, and I'm telling you, so when, when you feel Satan coming after you like that, it says stand firm. If you're feeling weak, stand up. Stand up. Literally stand up and say, you know, Satan, be out of here, man. I have Jesus Christ. Jesus, get him out of here. Stand firm against this, the strategies and the tricks of the devil because he wants to take you down. Christ wants to keep you up. He wants to raise you up. He wants to restore you. It says, and it goes on and it says, in his, in his kindness, God called you into his eternal glory by means of who? Christ Jesus. So after you've suffered for a while, wait a minute, we're going to suffer? Well, the, the one before that, it says, remember that the family of believers, in other words, Christians all over the world, all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. And so it says he will restore and support and strengthen you. Restore, put you back where you were. Support, he'll hold you up. You're feeling weak, he'll hold you up. You know, he'll help you there. And, and, uh, and he'll strengthen you. Not only will he forgive you, not only will he help you stand, he's going to nourish you. What did I tell you? That, that book, the Bible, the, the Bible, what did the, that guy say to me? He said, read this just like you eat your food. Read this every day. That's your strength. That's your nutrition, right? Who am I preaching to? Myself. I'll guarantee you that. Every time I come up here, you guys just get to hear me preach to myself. So whenever you hear this, don't think I'm pointing this at you. The truth is, I'm pointing at me. And my wife is sitting there shaking her head like, yeah, he's right, he's right. That is about him. So, uh, so, uh, it, um, so, so that's what we have. But over in, um, um, over, in uh, um, over in Matthew, Matthew 11, there's a little bit of something that Jesus talks about. He starts talking about... Um, uh, how uh, in, in 11.29, might as well read it right out of here. Jesus is talking and he says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and those who carry heavy loads and heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. And he says, Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. Oh, this is good stuff. He says, come to me, all who are weary and laden and, and worn out and tired and broken and just like, I can't do it. And he says, come to me and I will give you rest. 
He's going to strengthen us like we talked about, right? He'll help us stand. He'll help fight against the strategies and tricks of the devil. But then the other thing he's going to do is he's going to give us rest. He's going to dude, just sit down for a minute. I'll take care of this. Just sit down for a minute. Just rest. Rest yourself. Descansa say if you speak Spanish. And he says, take my yoke upon you. So what's a yoke? That was back in the day. You know, they had the oxen. I guess they probably also maybe had them for horses. But for the oxen, you know, they would, they would put those things around them and they, and, they, and they put that on. And so the oxen had the, had the yoke on there and that meant someone was controlling them. And he says, put my yoke upon you. And you go, wait a minute, wait a minute. And you think, well, wait a minute. They're just going to kind of control me like those oxen? They had to work pretty hard. But he goes on and says, because I am humble and gentle. So he's saying, look, take me as, as, your, as your driver. Allow me to control your life. Trust me. I'm humble. I'm gentle. I'll give you rest. I'll protect you. I'll strengthen you. That's what he tells us. And he says, you will find rest for your souls because my yoke is easy to bear. And the burden that I'm going to give you is light. All this stuff comes from Christ. And where do we get it? How do we get that again and again? Well, one, come on back tomorrow, right? Someone will probably be here. If not, go to church on Sunday. There's great churches in this town. I'll tell you, you want to, you want to go to a church that'll, that'll blow your mind? Go to Reality on Sunday over at, uh, over at Santa Barbara High School. You can walk there. Santa Barbara High School, they have a, they have a church service there. And I'm telling you, if you like music, they, I mean, guitars and drums, fog machines. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's a lot of fun. I mean, even if you went just to go, well, I'm just going to go and look at this. It'd be interesting. But why do I say that? Um, because, uh, you know, what comes to mind is in Matthew 13, just the next page over. By the way, if you don't know what to read in the Bible, um, with that one, you can start on page one. That's Matthew. And the beginning, it tells you about, yeah, yeah, these people and those people and all that. But then it kind of gets into it pretty quickly. And in, uh, in, in, in chapter, um, chapter 13, Jesus tells us the story. And he calls it the, the parable of the sower and the seeds. And we don't really use the word sower anymore. But basically a farmer who's throwing seeds out. And he's trying to get these plants to pop up. And, and some, of the, some of the seeds land on, on good soil. And some of it lands right on the pathway, like right on the road. And some of it lands over in this area where there's a whole bunch of rocks. There's all this rock, there isn't any soil, there's a bunch of rocks there. And some of it lands over in these weeds and these, and these, uh, these thorns and all of that. And he says, look, you got those four things. Let's talk about what's going to happen with each. He says, with the... With, with the, the seed that landed on the road, what happens? The car comes by and, and drives over it. People walk along and they trample it. And he says, and then what about the ones in the rocks? And they go, oh, those are good. Those are good, right? The seed pops right up. It doesn't even have to go through any soil. Bang, it comes right up. But what happens? First little problem comes out. Sun comes out, hits it. It's gone, right? And the truth is, it didn't have any soil to grab onto so there's two others, though, that landed in the soil. One landed in the soil, but there's all the storms around it. And he says, it's like that. that's what, um, that's what life is like. It, it can sometimes, it starts growing up, and there's all these storms that kind of choke it off, you know? And, and unfortunately, it can't make it very far. And then some of it lands on good soil. 
And the stuff that lands on good soil gets water, gets sun, and all that, and it grows up beautifully, right? So the question is, you gotta see that I just planted with you, right? We're just talking about this. And so you say, well, well where, where do you want this seed to land in your life, right? Where do you want it to be? How do you want this little plant to grow in your life? And I'll tell you, the way you can make sure that it's gonna grow well and this stuff's gonna sink in and it's gonna stick is you gotta make sure that it's going into good soil. How do you do that? Sometimes a farmer, the stuff went over there and went, oh my gosh, look at that, there's all these weeds around it. And so he went over there and goes, I gotta yank these weeds out. Sometimes you have to yank the weeds out of your life. Sometimes that's people um, that, that we know are not doing us any good, right? We know the people that are kind of causing us to, to drift away, the ones that are causing us problems, the ones that are bringing us to the wrong places, you know, and sometimes we gotta get, got get rid of those. I told you I'm preaching to myself. Two nights ago, I, I have two Facebook pages. I closed both of those. Today, about uh, two hours ago, I closed my Instagram page. I started looking at this, I'm like, why am I doing this? I don't really know any of these people, and all it is is, is problems. All it is on Instagram is a bunch of girls showing their boobs and butts, you know, all over the place. You know, it's all these people that show when everything's perfect. Look at me at the beach. Look at me eating my fancy meal. Look at me over here with my boyfriend, right? And all that all the time. And I'm like, whoever posts a picture going, look, if this is a picture of me, I see I'm crying here. See this picture of me with a, with a red nose because I'm super sick. See this picture of me. This is a picture of my empty wallet. I don't have any money. We don't do that. With a selfie stick. Right, exactly. And so, you know, what ends up happening is we all, we, they always put out all this fake stuff. Pete Townsend of The Who wrote a song called Eminence Front, like this fake, this fake front that people put up, saying, you know, hey, look, everything in my life's going great. And I started going, why am I doing this? These people are not keeping me closer to Christ. These people are not helping me at all. They're actually causing me problems. As guys, we should not be looking at stuff like that. You know? I mean, it's true. It's just true. So, all right. So, um...